We live in an age of anxiety, confusion, and turmoil. We have a sense that we're sitting on a powder keg, one small match, and kaboom. Leaders feel bombarded by interest groups and agitators. And when institutions fall prey to the spirit of appeasement, paralysis, and excuse-making, the most mature and motivated members begin to quietly drift away. My hope and prayer is that God will use this simple course to encourage and strengthen Christian leaders so that we rebuild the walls of Christendom and show forth the excellencies of the living God in the joy and gladness of our families, our churches, our schools, and our communities. Like this music, uh, unfortunately, today. for Advent. Yeah, uh, yeah, that, that is true. I, I'll take that you, one, guys. You, you started out <laughs> so, strong. so strong. Yeah, I know. You started out so strong. Yeah, this yeah. is depressing. Hey, y'all, welcome to Cross Politics on the Five Live Feast Network. Pastor Toby Chucknox, I'm the Water Boy, and we got our boy John Cooper yeah, from Skillet boy. coming on to talk weak, wimpy, and woke. Yeah, in, in the music industry. Yeah, the mission of Armored Republic is to honor Christ by equipping free men with tools of liberty necessary to preserve God-given rights. In the Armored Republic, there's no king but Christ. Well, that's true just everywhere. But we are free craftsmen. Body armor is a tool of liberty. They create tools of liberty. Free men must remain ever vigilant against tyranny wherever it appears. God has given us the tools of liberty needed to defend the rights he's bestowed upon us. An Armored Republic is honored to offer you those tools with body armor in particular. Visit them uh, today at AR500Armor.com. It's AR500Armor.com. And don't forget to check out um, this America episode yeah, with, with David with, Reese with uh, yeah. Gabe yeah. and the CEO of Armor Republic. Um, all pub members have access to yep. this America. And the first episode was with AR 500 in That's their right. um, production facilities. Yeah, production yeah, yeah. facilities is, is fantastic. And after this interview, you might need to send John some body armor just to make sure. Yeah. He's good. yeah you know? we, we got him covered. We got <laughs> yeah, him covered. Yeah, make we sure got we got him covered. Hey, club members. It's Christmas. And so we're doing a giveaway. We get every show in December. Mm -hmm. We're doing a giveaway. It's Christmas. It's Advent. And uh, if you're not a pub member, you can join and join. And as soon as you're joined, your name's thrown into the, into the giveaway. Yeah. And Uh, then at the, at the, the, the finale, the finale finale giveaway at at the wife show is at the wife show. We're giving away 30 tickets to a club member of uh, and and their friends, thirty tickets to come to our Prodigal America or their enemies. Conference. They can give it yeah, to their yeah. enemies. Fight Laugh Feast. I mean, if you know Joe Biden, give him a ticket. Yeah, Fight Laugh Feast twenty twenty four Prodigal America. Give him a ticket. 30. Kevin DeYoung. You can give Kevin DeYoung one yeah. of your tickets and all his elders. He has a free invite. No, we we already got him. Oh covered. yeah, he's covered. It's he's true. covered. He he's a free invite. That's true. True. Yeah. So so ready for, for this giveaway? What are we doing? Um, we got a you know husband and wife t shirt or you know or you know son and daughter t shirt. However you want to. Brother, sister, brother, sister, whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and gentlemen the, and, and a young lady you're interested in. And ooh, that's a little, little, that's that's how nice, you, yeah. little Christmas cross politics action. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's how you win. Uh, and then our magazine is also going with it. Okay, too. magazine. All right, all right. Here we go. Drum roll. And, so, and the winner is Ting. Tashlin W. 
Tashlin? Tashlin. Why is it yeah. always so anticlimactic? Yeah. Tashlin. T A S H L I N. So club member Tashlin W. All right. Tashlin. Geo coordinates are. I still think I'm winning the state. state. Give us a state. I'll have to. I'll have to. I, I just. This is not the list I pulled with all the data. Yeah. And all right. So. Anyways, Tashlin, congratulations and Merry Christmas from Cross Politics. Yes. We're very grateful to have with us on the show Mr. John Cooper is the lead vocalist, bassist, songwriter, producer for Skillet, one of the best selling rock bands of the 21st century. Oh, yeah. Whoa. I mean, his last album was Post Mill. He is. Like, it was. He is passionate about yeah. sharing the truth of Christ to the world through music, the popular Cooper stuff podcast. It is very two popular. Skillet graphic novels. He's been doing graphic novels. I didn't know that. I didn't his, know about the novels. His best selling book, Awake and Alive to Truth, and a brand new book out, Wimpy, Weak, and Woke. Mm. John, thanks for joining us on Cross Politic. What is up? It's cool to be back with you guys. Yeah, Thanks for having me. Cool Absolutely, background. Absolutely, man. We really appreciate you coming on. So back in October, Derek Webb wore a dress to the Dove Awards, <laughs> and he had this to say about it. Why did I wear a dress to the Dove Awards? As a cis, straight, white man, I walk into a room like that, and any room with an incredible amount of advantage and privilege. If I'm attending as an ally of friends and colleagues, I should do everything possible to surrender that privilege at the door. If the way you look at my loved ones isn't the way you look at me, I'm not truly standing with them. It's like Stan Mitchell says, if you claim to be someone's ally but aren't getting hit by the stones thrown at them, you aren't standing close enough. Plus I have Amazing legs. <laughs> John, um, so what's your response to Derek Webb? I mean, it's just really funny. I, mean, I haven't talked about this in a little while. It's like, I play in a band. <laughs> I want to play music. I want to, I want to play some rock and roll. And I want to write songs about something I believe in. I never thought in a million years I would have to comment on something like like this, and I really didn't want to. And in fact, when somebody first said, "Hey, do you, I, do you, do you want to comment on this?" I said, "No, I, I don't care about Derek Webb. I literally never ever think about this guy. He, it's I didn't even know Cayman's call. Uh, I mean, I I heard of him. We played together once or twice. I could not sing you a single Cayman's call song. I listen to rock and metal. I don't listen. I, I have nothing to do with this. And I was praying about it, and I was like, I don't really know if I want to, but a friend of mine who is a um, minister, he said, John, I think you really need to. And I said, I don't want to give this guy any more attention. And I decided to say something. And and his video that you just played, I think it's got over 2 million views. So huh. I do think it was what the Lord wanted me to do. I was just tired of responding to Derek because I just don't take him seriously. I guess what I would say is when you watch that video, it's he actually, that video expresses what it means to be wimpy, weak, and woke yeah. all in one video. It's <laughs> yeah. such a, it's such a dumb thing to say like, well, because, because I love people and they're getting made fun of that. I'm just going to dress like a woman and do this. All it is, is about attention. And that's what I said in my, my response to him was just sort of like, he wouldn't go show up at a, at a Muslim music celebration dressed as a woman right. you know he wouldn't, he wouldn't go to, to a bar mitzvah of a friend dressed as a woman just to try to just say i'm an i'm an ally and i'm so special and nice he wouldn't do that because even then it would be like the laws of intersectionality would come in <laughs> and demand that you never offend a muslim person so yeah. you know he wouldn't do that 
It's just for attention. And it's so that he can burn down Christianity so we can burn down something beautiful. It reminds me of uh, Fight Club. I don't know if you remember in Fight yeah. Club, but there was a time when um, the Brad Pitt character said, he, when, he, when he beat up, who, who's the singer for 30 Seconds to Mars that he beat up really bad and uh, you know broke his teeth? And somebody said, said, why? And he said, I just felt like... I felt like beating up something beautiful. Uh, and that is what, that's what, that's what, that's what this is. That's all that this is. And, but the reason it's so sad is because Christians are so wimpy that they go, oh, he does really have a point there though, doesn't he? No, he doesn't have a point. It's ridiculous. So Christians have kind of, Christians got to man up. Derek, uh, uh, I'm not familiar. No, no pun intended. <laughs> no, I, I'm not familiar with the devil words, but was was uh, Derek um, invited to the devil no. words? Um, just anybody can kind of come, kind of thing. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I, I do think it's worth making clear because I spend a lot of time going off on the Christian music industry. And I'm happy to do it today, guys. Um, <laughs> they deserve it, um, and 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 a lot of the people in there really deserve to yeah. to be uh, rebuked. But I do want to be clear about this. No, it's not like they invited them. It's not like they say, "Hey, we really want you to come. We welcome you." They didn't roll out the red carpet. Anybody can get tickets and go. So you know, somebody has said to me, "Has there ever been a drag queen come to the Dove Awards?" And I'm like, "I don't know," and I, I've. I have no idea. There could have been. And if there was at some point, more than likely, no one would have said anything. The reason this is different is because this was done from somebody, not to mention an apostate who who spends, literally spends every day of his life trying to tear down the faith. I mean, it's like, this is the definition of, of like, yeah. you know, an enemy of the church coming in trying to tear this down. Yeah. And so it deserved to be speak. But no, it wasn't like he was invited or anything like that. So I have a lot of ire for a lot of people in the industry, but I want to be fair when I can. Yeah, so I got I got a one follow-up question Come on that. Come on, then. you're hogging um, the mic. He I, does know, this. I know, I know. I'm, I'm curious because I have friends in the music industry. I've, I've been around friends in the music industry who've been successful for, for years. And it seems to me that the leaders in the music industry don't speak out. And if you if you don't speak against these kind of things, all you're doing is incentivizing more of it. And so mm. now you got John Cooper, like this 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 guy, and you know this rock band in the music industry. Um, you're you're a um, a leader in the industry because you're successful, but you aren't a leader in the sense that you're you know at the top of the Dove Awards or whatever, running the Dove Awards kind of thing. So uh, why aren't they speaking out? Why is John? Why is John kind of well, you know, in his corner? I want I want to frame. I'm going to hijack your yeah, question. Go ahead, and, go ahead. And John. I'm going to ask you if you were the one running the Dove Awards and he shows up in the dress, are you letting him in? You know that's a great question. I I, I, I got to be honest with you. I don't know what I would do. I remember Matt Walsh saying, uh, you know, they should, they should have security, take this guy out. And, and I, you know, I was like, I don't even know if that's legal. Like, I don't know. I don't know how this works. I think, do you okay. buy tickets? And, and is that even, even a legal thing to do? But I do think, I do think that Gabe's question is really important because I hope you guys don't mind if I go down a couple of different go for rabbit it, bro. trails you got it. here. Do it. Okay. Okay, the, the the first thing I would say is this, what we really, really need is we need legacy artists or people who have a lot of influence in the industry to say something and they won't. 
And that really saddens me a great deal. Okay, when I say legacy artists, I'm talking about someone like Michael W. Smith. Um, Now, Michael W. Smith did come out um, during the Ohio vote for the abortion thing about a month ago or whenever that was. Uh He did come out of that, and I I praised him for that. I affirmed it. I said, we need more people to do this. But in general, they don't don't like to do those kinds of things. And, uh, and, And I think that we're at a point where they really need to. But I think that what is going on that's even more serious about this, if I can go down this rabbit trail, again, I will, I will, I have a lot of ire for a lot of a lot of what's going on in Christian music. But really, I think I'm more upset with what's going on with our big evil leaders, with these sort of institutional church leaders. Yeah. Uh, let me give you an example if I can. And I hope you don't mind if I name some names, but here we go. Do it. I I I came out pretty hard against it. There's a worship song a few years ago called Reckless Love. And that that was the hook, the reckless love of God. I love that song. I was pretty, I'm glad you. (laughs) I love it. It's so good. (laughs) It's based off Psalm 159. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you you want to know what's funny? It's actually based, I think it's based off something that's, that made me even more upset. So I was pretty hard on that song when I was, Studying for my book last year, I started reading a book called Prodigal God by Tim Keller. In the introduction of the book, he's explaining what he means by prodigal God. And he's not using the definition of prodigal meaning wayward. He's using a definition for prodigal that means a reckless spendthrift. And he's saying that the prodigal son was prodigal. He was a reckless spendthrift. He spent everything he had trying to get what he wanted. And similarly... Keller says, God, the father did the same. He's a reckless spendthrift. He gave everything he had, his son. He couldn't have given anything more than he gave so that we would come to God. So that makes God prodigal. And then Tim Keller says, it is the reckless grace of God. So I'm reading it and all of a sudden I had a light bulb moment. How can I go off on Christian worship artists they're not theologians. They're not pastors. We're just a bunch of people that love music. We love God. We don't necessarily know the best way to say stuff. We are being discipled by people who are saying a lot of really confusing things. Yeah. Now I could go down the line for all, you know, I, I could say the same when it comes to sexuality. How do you expect Christian musicians to be clear on sexuality when uh, this is something that really irritates me? If you had five theologians, if you had you know, Doug Wilson and you, know, you guys, or, or and then you take people on the other side um, from a different stream, Frank Turek or Elisa Childers or whoever, Michael Brown. You took all these theologians and they all listened to Preston Sprinkle talk about sexuality. All five of those theologians would be like, I'm not really sure what he's saying. How do you expect Christian musicians to be sure about this when our leaders can't even really say clearly biblical, what biblical ethics are. So I I have a lot of ire for the Christian musicians, but I got to be honest, I am really, I'm really tired of the institutional elites that say things they say with so many caveats. I don't even know what they're talking about. So I I do think that Christian artists, the legacy artists, I think some of them don't want to speak, but I got to be honest. I think a lot of Christian artists don't know what they believe about these issues because they're not being told clearly by their church leaders. That's, that's really my soapbox. Point. That's that, actually a really that, good point. That's a really good soapbox. Yeah, no, I, it's so funny. I, um, I think the person who was on to this was Francis Schaefer. 
uh, when he talked about how we get things in the culture, it comes from the ivory towers. And if our ivory towers are in one way or another are, are not being clear or they're giving us down, you know, commode theology, then what do you expect to come out of the mouths of the artists? That's right. right. And that's what we're and a lot of that is what we're getting. We're not getting that. And so I think you're right. We're seeing it come out and we're like, wow, what's wrong with this guy? It was like, well, there's something upstream that's bothering us. His pastor. It, Exactly. That's exactly right. Right. So then, you know, I guess in one sense or another, do you deal with how to work through that process? If that's where the the in your book in your book, you know, if that's where the problem is, how do we fix that? Well, <laughs> I mean, I think there's a lot of great people doing a lot of really great work. I mean, I think that you guys are some of those people. Uh, yeah. Of course, I mentioned Doug Wilson. This is. Uh, I mean, what perfectly exemplified, uh, you alluded to it a second ago, but just within these last few days as we've seen this whole, so you have the Kevin DeYoung yeah. thing with Doug Wilson, you know, and I, I've been following that. It blew me away because I was like, like I had a light bulb moment because the amount of pushback I've gotten just for the book title, by the way, here's what my book looks like. Yeah, yeah. we don't we have a copy. We don't have a copy in our hands that's signed by you. I, I don't know. I, all right. <laughs> I sent Gabe a link and I said, and, and so I'll, I'll send him a link and Wait. we'll make sure. We, no, I got it. Yeah. I filled it out. I filled it out. We just, we just, oh, you did. We just haven't got the book oh, yet. So, so it's on me. So it's I, not on Gabe. It's on I, me. I, I don't know. <laughs> Let's blame Gabe. Let's blame Gabe. I, 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 I didn't Gabe. want to bring this up. I, was, that's I, was a, I should have told Knox I mean, before the show. I just like, oh, I'm going to have a signed book by my guys, Kobe. <laughs> last time we talked, I just want you to know, last time we talked, my beer was moisturized and you preserved my sexy because you sent me some nice little wax cream. I don't even have that right now. I'm just saying like. <laughs> well, well, you do look good, David. And well, David, you know what? You're the only one with any style and class over there. Oh, I have to say. Whatever you say is true. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, man, that's funny. I'll, I will make sure and, and hook you guys up with all the above. But yeah, um, but yeah, the pushback I've gotten from Christians, just from the name of the book, I was, I'm so dumb and naive. I was sort of like, I don't understand why they're so mad about this. I right. explain what I mean by it. They... Why don't they give me an actual critique? And when I saw what was happening with Kevin DeYoung, who, by the way, I thought, first of all, Doug, Doug Wilson did an incredible job on his blog and May blog responding so generous and gracious. It was, it was brilliant. Um, and I agree with him. I like Kevin DeYoung. I don't know. I haven't read a ton, but I, I really like what I've read. So yeah. let's, let, we're friends, we're brothers. Let's, let's figure this out. But what it did to me is it showed us this real break we're at, we have the winsome crowd. Yeah. Um, sometimes we call it the third way crowd. Mm -hmm. And I do talk about it in, in the book. I think that the third wayers are leading us down incredibly bad, really bad paths. And I know, I, I think their hearts are probably in the right place. I think they really believe that we can find a way to reach the culture for Christ. And, you know, I have a, a pastor friend of mine who's a really wonderful friend, a wonderful man of God. I admire him. I, I'm honest to God, lives a much holier life than I do. I want to be like him. But this is the issue that we disagree with. And he's always saying to me, he's always saying, yeah, John, but the Bible says he who wins souls is wise. You have to find ways to win people. And so he's always using that scripture more like the Kevin DeYoung side for people that are in on the inside baseball. Mm -hmm. And I keep saying to him, well, I agree. That's what the Bible says, but I don't think that's what the Bible means when we're talking about mm. winning souls. Mm. Um, and and I, look at, I look at the whole proverb, 
what what the proverb if I'm under I'm no exegete but what it seems like it's saying to me that proverb starts by saying that God detests unequal weights and measures and then it goes to start talking about righteousness living a holy life and the fruit of the tree so it is the it is the the good fruit of living in righteousness and that fruit looks so good and tastes so good that it is winning souls it's not saying yeah. that we need to begin to to give 5000 caveats to in order to be unclear in order to make sinners think that we're basically on their side and all that i see with the third wares that drives me nuts is that they always want to act like they they agree with the people on the traditional side. I'm going to call them the right, okay? I'm not talking about the political right, even though there are political ramifications, obviously. Yeah. But they kind of say, I pretty much agree with you guys on the right. I just don't like you. <laughs> and I don't, right. I don't like the way you come across. Yeah. I don't want to hang out with you. Yeah. I don't want people to think that I like you. And so I'm going to act like I agree with people on the left even though I think they're probably actually wrong and I kind of do like them. And I would feel more comfortable hanging out with people on the left who do really demonic and maybe evil things <laughs> and maybe even hate our religion and might even um, bastardize the gospel. I, and then I would hanging out with a Christian brother in Christ that I agree on right. that just sometimes sounds like a stick in the mud that blows my mind. So I don't know if I necessarily deal with in the book other than to show the fruit of the third way approach there in order to say there really is no third way. All the third way does is bring the church left. And, and, mm. and, and there's, there is not one example I can think of that that hasn't you know, proven to be the case. John, it yeah. seems like uh, a, a kind of one of the things that's, that's um, kind of lurking behind all of this is empathy which has been one of these big um, yes um it's sort of a modern um it's part of like i don't know the modern gospel basically is you have you have to empathize Derek webb is talking that way you well he's got a chapter you got on this I, I, yeah in the book. I, i'm okay. getting there oh, okay i'm okay. getting there i know i let the man set it up gay <laughs> let the man work let the man work uh, man my bad, my bad. But, but Derek webb says you got to stand with them you know you're talking about even these you know, these christians who say you know i probably agree with you but but i i need to stand with these people and we need to present the gospel in a way that you know basically tries to say i'm basically with you, I'm basically on your side, and in some way win them to something. So, um, you know, you, you in your book you say empathy is the you know one commandment to rule them all. Um, so, how, how is empathy this this you know master ring of the woke movement? Yeah, yeah, I think it's really funny. It's sort of like empathy is is now like a super commandment that reigns above the ten commandments. Mm, yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah. it's 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 like. It's so sissified. I mean, it's just such a wimpy and frankly feminine way to look at things. And I think that that, I don't even mean, as it's really funny. I've never been called macho my entire life up until the last year. And people are like, you're trying to seem macho. And I'm like, I think that you just hate men. <laughs> I, I, I think that you just don't know what it's like to be a guy. This is just the way guys grew up. We make fun of each other. We say what we mean. Uh, and all of a sudden it's so out of style. 
I have a theory. I don't know if this theory is true. I asked Elisa Childers once if she agreed with me because she had written something. I don't remember what she had wrote, but I said to her on a podcast, I said, let me ask you this. Do you think that maybe part of what is going on is that, by the way, I might just be making this up and I'm not all that smart, but you have, so you have the seeker movement that began in the early 2000s. The seeker movement to me seems so much like the winsome third way it, it, they have the same goal, which is that we have to we have to stop saying what's true in the way that the apostles said what was true in order to win people for Christ. Mm-hmm, and so right. we're going to do a bunch of different stuff. And so the seeker movement starts. The feminization of culture is happening. A lot more women are going to church than men. A lot of dudes are like, I don't really want to go to church, but women are usually more deeply spiritual than men, it seems like. So now a bunch of women are going and now we have the self-help movement starts and we have mm. the new age movement in the in the early 2000s. And then you have basically a bunch of pastors that are going, how do I get more people in? There's more women coming anyway. We all need to sound like women and we need to preach in a way that women can understand. And so they have all, the, 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 it's like, Everything is couched with so many caveats. And all of a sudden we've gotten to a place where when Derek Webb comes on and says, hey, it's not that I like dressing like a woman, but this is just what it means to show somebody how deeply I love them. That's right. You have a lot of Christians all of a sudden go, oh, that actually is really a loving thing to do without having the brain power to like, Follow that to its logical conclusion. Is there anything that you aren't willing to do to show that you love your neighbor? Is there a certain way that you, what if you have, what if you have a friend that, 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 that wants to be a nudist? Do you think, are you going to show up in the nude just to show that you love them as well? Mm -hmm. Are you going to dress like a little girl? Are you, are you going to wear a diaper? And it's just like, you guys, we can't be so stupid about this. And this idea that Jesus was just, he basically was just empathy personified. That is such an unbiblical Ooh. version of Jesus. It's just not helping. John, have you have you caught uh, Joe Rigney's stuff on empathy? No, I haven't. You, you oh. um, I should, I should send, text you some. Send him yeah. some links. We just had Joe Rigney on recently, and he's yeah, he, yeah, he did week. a he did a man rampant uh, show with Doug. Um, on, five years ago on, or something on the sin of Four empathy yeah. and has been working and, and it has a new series out at Canon plus also on um, leadership in an age of, of empathy basically. Um, and uh, it, it, oh, wow. so I think, solid, I, I think, I think you're right over the target, yeah, man. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and if you keep talking like this, you're going to get in big trouble. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I kind of, I, I actually kind of wish that Kevin DeYoung would be a little more empathetic towards us. I mean, cause we really are the victim in all this and misunderstood. <laughs> And that <laughs> that he should be empathetic towards yeah, us. Yeah. So, you, thanks. You know, thanks. Well, I'm sorry, go ahead. You're I'm going to read yeah, this yeah, out. Yeah, you read Are you subscribed to our cross-politic email list? If you're not, you really should be. Being subscribed to our email list means you won't miss any updates about cross-politic or the Fight Laugh Feast Network. Even if we get canceled. Even if we get canceled. You'll hear about what's on the schedule for the week, live events, conference updates, rowdy Christian merch, and updates from our other shows within the Fight Laugh Feast Network. And you'll hear from sponsors of the show as they seek to take dominion for God's kingdom in the business. Business world. So to subscribe, simply enter your email address at the bottom of the page at fightlaughfeast.com. So go to fightlaughfeast.com, scroll down, enter your email address, never miss an email uh, from us. Again, that's fightlaughfeast.com. John, I just, you know, one of the things that we were talking about um, 
one of the things that I learned from Tom Askell, he was having a debate with somebody and he he separated the idea of theology and grammar and somebody was making a grammatical error. He's like, you don't have a theological problem. You have a grammar problem. Like, this is a grammar problem. Yeah. And when I, <laughs> as soon as I heard Derek Webb and saw what he was doing and heard his reason for doing it, I, I started to separate what he was doing. It's like, there's a theological issue here for sure. But there's also a logical error here that's very, very important. It's like, would he show up to the BET Awards with blackface on? Yeah. Or what if he showed up to the Dove Awards and he's like, you know what? I want to stand with all my black people. And he's black facing him. Yeah. And it's like, well, yeah, yeah that's yeah. no. How about we don't do that? Because <laughs> I got nervous. I'm like, don't don't become a supporter of black folks. <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't, don't, Especially with that dress on. Come here to help yeah. us. Yeah. Like, we don't, I don't know what you might do, bro. Just right. to be honest with you. Right. And so there's that problem. All right. So, John, uh, where can people get your book at? And um, when are we getting our copy? Okay. All right. Number one, I love what you just said. And, and I wouldn't mind saying one last thing on yeah, that. Yeah, go for it. Do it. I got slammed so hard, which I'm, uh, I'm not complaining about, whatever. Let's go for it. You know, um, I'm, I'm bigger than all these people, so it doesn't matter. Come on. <laughs> Come on. I, and I mean, physically bigger, like I will threaten them. All right. Anyway. Um, no, I'm, I'm just joking. No, you're not. Uh, uh, <laughs> He's so macho. <laughs> yeah. I'm so macho. This there is, you go. <laughs> oh my goodness. couple things I want to say, cause I know you guys will like it. So I got slammed so hard in the industry for coming out and saying something about the whole Derek Webb situation. There's a really, I, won't, I can't say who, this was a private Facebook thing, but a pretty prominent manager that was speaking out against me doing that. He was saying, you're just causing all these problems. That's not the sort of thing that Jesus did. We shouldn't be, we shouldn't be causing this drama. And I said to him exactly, uh, uh, David, what you just said. I said, so are you saying then Next year, if some sort of quote unquote Christian um, white supremacist artist shows up in blackface or shows up in KKK, that you're going to be like, we don't need to say anything about that. I said, of course you wouldn't. You'd be the first one doing it. Why? Because the world wants you to. Right. You guys reach, are taking your you're taking your moral cues from the world right. instead of from the Bible. And right. I and I. And I'm really tired of it. And going back into this wimpiness thing, I, I want to say one last thing and then I'll tell people where they can go get the book. Because you were saying, somebody had asked me about what does the book say to kind of say, how do we get out of this thing that we're in? I think I love pastors, by the way. I think there are thousands and thousands and thousands of faithful pastors. I love you. You are doing the work. It is a thankless job. And I thank you and I love you. The institutional leadership, the third wayers, the ones that are that are to the big Eva folks that are confusing us, they need to begin to ask themselves some questions. And they're really simple questions. And, and they are in the book. It would be things like, why, why do I want to act like I like the secular atheist left more than I like mm. the Orthodox Christian right? Mm. Why do you want to do that, bro? Um, you know, one of my really good friends who's a pastor that every time I talk about things that you guys would talk about, taking the Bible and and saying, okay, how does this apply to the civil realm? Um, every time he starts freaking out about theonomy and, and I'm like, I didn't even bring up the word theonomy. And then he starts saying, I know what you want to do. You want to stone gay people. <laughs> and I said to him one time, I said to him, hey, can I ask you a question? Would you answer me this? Riddle me this, pastor. How come every time you have an issue with theonomy, 
the first thing you go to is stoning gay people. Why don't you go to stoning adulterers? Why don't you go to stoning children who slap their parents? Why don't you go to stoning uh, um, those who, who blaspheme? Why do you escape all mm. those things and go straight to stoning the gay person? I think we know why. Because empathy is your super commandment. Oh. Because the world says it has to be. Wow. Woo! Don't make me do a Holy Ghost dance up in here, David. <laughs> right, I got you. I got you covered. I got all the things right here. We can do. You preach. <laughs> we we, we, we got to have the the ham and organ like on uh, on the Just Thinking podcast. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> anyway, uh, all that to say, I think that those are some good questions. I am all for people finding loving ways to communicate. Let, let's don't find the harshest way to communicate biblical truth. Let's find a loving way to do it. But right now, I think that we've just chosen, um, I, we've chosen winsomeness over truth. Yeah. And that is what I mean in the book when I talk about wimpy. So just yeah. last thing I'll say, wimpy means choosing winsomeness over truth. Weak means being theologically so weak that we, have, we are um, apologizing for the character of God. Yeah. We're, we're not ashamed of Jesus, but we are ashamed of his character. That's weak. And woke, everybody knows what woke is, so I won't say it. So everybody go to johnlcooper.com. That's the only place you can get the physical book right now. If you want the Kindle version, you can get it on Amazon. Otherwise, go to johnlcooper.com. I will make sure and hook you guys up with a sweet package. And by the way, keep up um, keep up the good work, you guys. Brother, Thanks. you too, man. Very Thanks. grateful for you, brother. Thanks, Pray for you always. Thank you so much for joining us. All right, if you're single, get married. If you're married, have you some kids. And if you have kids... Go baptize them. Until tomorrow, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Go fight, laugh, and feast. Not wimpily. This is Cross Politics. Is that a word? It I is now. Yeah. It is now. It's a good thing he didn't name his book like Wuss. I was going to say Wuss. Yeah, that's, that's okay. Hey, Christian Dad. Are you paying a monthly fee to let Hollywood producers pump their septic tanks directly into your living room? even worse, directly into your imagination and the imaginations of your children. How much darkness streams into your home every day, every week? Have you gotten too used to turning your mind off when you put your feet up? Have you invited your own enemies into your home? How much damage has already been done to you and to your family? My heart says that the way I feel most myself is to go by the name Fred. That's because I'm non-binary. Canon Plus is building a global platform with one simple goal. To create and deliver great content that will help Christian families grow stronger and more dangerous in the world. Content that will kick your brain's butt and help you bear down and step up. Content that will encourage, equip, educate, challenge, and inspire your family. Content built on the bedrock of real truth, real goodness, not fake trendy virtues. How dare you! And real, lasting beauty. Your family might already be struggling. Maybe the man of the house has been sipping too much Bud Light gospel in the basement for too long. It's day six of girlhood! But it's not too late. With thousands of audiobooks, podcasts, truth-telling documentaries, and curriculum for all ages, Canon Plus wants to help you grow stronger together with your family. There might be enemies at the gates, but there's a feast on the table to strengthen you for the fight. 
We want the resources we produce to help you do the real work of cultural change, becoming a lighthouse in your own community, armed with courageous joy and a faith that burns hot and bright, especially when the world would rather keep you on a cute little dimmer switch. We don't have to wallow in the world's filth. Moonlight, best picture. You ugly. We don't need to let our strength atrophy like numbed victims of some ungodly matrix, leaving our families unprotected and vulnerable. It's time for Christian fathers to stop being such cultural cuckolds, well-behaved wonderbread winners sitting by and paying for the world to assault their families with lies. Let's get strong and grow our families strong. Let's raise our kids to be the world's worst nightmares. Smart, secure, fearless, joyful, difficult to control, and quick to laugh at lies and nonsense. <laughs> We're pushing back against the rising tide of sewage on our screens. We're pumping out antidotes to the world's poisons. But we can't do it alone. We need allies. You need allies. So consider this your invitation to join up and make things a little awkward for all our weaker brethren in church leadership. It's not that we're against anything. Who so badly want to be worldly cool kids. Help us build a streaming platform unlike any other. A platform that will challenge and strengthen Christians, mind, body, and soul, until this cultural tide begins to turn. She's dreaming about becoming the leader she knows she can be. And yes, this tide will turn. This ain't the Alamo. We're all gonna die, but we have no intention of losing. <sighs> Canon Plus. You don't have to subscribe, but you do have to stop sucking. <laughs>